Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heath Mulliken Project, where we want to help you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. This goal-setting series is brought to you by the pros at Second Chair Solutions. Whether it's coaching services, consulting, or outsourcing, Second Chair provides solutions to problems big or small. Visit us at www.secondchair.solutions. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project. And I hope you enjoyed the series we just completed. It was so much fun talking to Tim Kirkpatrick and going through the book, Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt, uh, taking you through those five steps. I encourage you to buy the book. I encourage you to listen to the podcast. And I'm in the process right now of... Uh, I just finished reading the book, but going through and setting my goals, and uh, spoiler alert, okay, my 2022 is uh, going to be a little bit different, (laughs) so my goals and some of the things that I'm trying to do are, it's going to be a very different year, and I'm going to have different priorities and it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit a uh, little bit crazy and I know there's gonna be points this year where I'm gonna be like what was I thinking but God is good and and uh, I'm really excited for the future and uh, hopefully I won't have to talk about this so vaguely uh, in in the future so I'm recording this December 22nd 2021 in case you're wondering uh, you may be listening to this after. Uh, after things have been uh, announced or whatever. What I want to talk about today, i got three episodes coming to you before the end of the year that are going to kind of put a cap on this season of episodes where we've gone through the five steps to your best year ever. And I want to talk about three things that I did in 2021 that were new for me and how they affected my life. And so the three things were, I read through the Bible this year. I want to talk about that. I posted uh, a gratitude post every single day. And I also read, I'm getting ready to finish this week, my 55th book of the year. So I read 55 books this year. My goal is 52. I actually was on schedule to read more than that, but that's neither here nor there. So how did those three things change me? And so it'll be three different episodes. So I want to start off first with reading through the Bible and how that affected me, how that changed me this year. Now, I've read through the Bible before. I've I've read through the whole Bible probably multiple times in my life, but never sat down and said, okay, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And the way that I had it set up was to read 10 pages a day. And had I stuck with it, okay, um, because there were a couple months during the summer where I I wasn't reading at all and just kind of hit a speed bump. But had I been consistent and read those 10 pages a day, and I'll tell you how I did that, um, I would have finished late September, early October. So reading through the Bible in a day... I mean, reading through the Bible in a year, you're really not talking about a huge daily time commitment. 10 to 15 minutes 
And let me tell you, as I look back on this year, it was most definitely time well spent. And there were so many cool things that happened through my Bible reading. Now, before I get into that, I want to go ahead and, and invite you. Uh, the church that I serve at, Pickens View Wesleyan Church, I'm preaching there January 2nd. And I'm talking about connecting with the Creator. But I'm also going to challenge people to join me in reading through the Bible in 2022. And we have created, it's through the One Year Bible, it's the New Living Translation. And uh, we have signed up for a plan through Version, the Bible app. And so there's actually a link in these show notes for you to click on. And you can go and you can join us in reading through the Bible in a year. So I encourage you to do that. So I, I'm going to be doing that. But I'm also going to be reading the Bible in another way as well. So several years ago, the Wesleyan Church, the denomination that I serve in, we partnered with a, a, an organization called Biblica to do um, an Easter reading uh, series, a Lent, you know, the 40 days of Lent uh, churches and individuals, we were going to read through the New Testament in 40 days. And I got introduced to Biblica. They own the copyright to the NIV translation. And what they have done is they've created a series of books called the books of the Bible. What they've done is they've taken all the chapter numbers out, all the verse numbers out, and they've ordered the books in in a little different way for example in the new testament luke and acts which are you know they're basically you know back-to-back movies they're they're kind of put together and you can and when you read luke and acts consecutively it really changes your reading experience so there's four books that they have they have uh the old testament law which is the first five books of the old testament uh they've got um the, the 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 writings, the poetry, and, and the history, and then they've got the prophets, and then there's a book that's just the New Testament. And so I, I actually own I own the four separate books, and then I have the really really thick books of the Bible that has the whole Bible uh, in it. And again, ten pages a day. It's a pretty easy pace, and each book of the Bible has a really good introduction. So I, it's just a, for me, it was just a totally different reading experience because you're not seeing, you're, you're reading it like a book. And I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts before, but it, it just bears repeating. It's a really great reading experience. Again, I'll have links to all of those in the show notes. But how it affected me, I woke up every day excited to get into the Word. Like I would read the 10 pages and it was kind of like sometimes a cliffhanger where you knew what was going to happen next because you know you read the Bible before. But it was like I woke up every morning and that was the first thing I would read. I would always start out and I would read my 10 pages of Scripture. And so really affected, it, it, it was a part of my morning routine. I, I got up at 5.15 every morning and 
I would typically exercise in the morning and then I would read or I would ride my exercise bike while I was reading. I do the two things at the same time. But God did some really amazing things. I remember very early in the year uh, reading through the book of Joshua. And again, I know I've read the Bible multiple times. But I came upon this story, I believe it was Joshua 22, and just it was a story I'd never seen before. Uh, a story where this, this misunderstanding almost leads the children of Israel to go to war with each other. And it's just this, it's this really crazy story. And like, as an outsider looking in, and you're reading and you're watching, and you're like, what is wrong with you people? And as I was reading that that morning, I thought, man, this would be, this would be a really great passage to preach on. And then, like, literally within a week, it may have even been that night. I mean, this is earlier this year. Um, I was in a meeting, and they need, uh, our, our family camp needed a speaker for one night. And somebody threw my name out. And they said, hey, what about Heath? And I thought, oh, man, I already know what I'm going to preach on. And that, that, that was just one of the ways that God worked. Another way that God worked is I mentioned that yeah, I've read 55 books this year. Well, I'm about, I'm completing book number 55. And there were so many days, again, you could call it coincidence, you call it whatever. There were so many days where what I read in my scripture reading would pop up in one of the books I was reading. And they would just kind of reinforce each other. There were so many times I would be reading two books from kind of different genres, and they would use the same illustration. I probably should use that for the for the episode on the books. But it was just, it wasn't just reading the scripture, because I want you to hear me. This is not just about completing a task or, or checking this off your bucket list or you know, okay, it's a good thing for me to read the Bible, so I'm going to read the Bible in the, in the year, and I'm going to check that off, and I'm going to be good. No. It was, it was like, I mean, God met with me in those mornings. And it was, we had this, we just had this appointment. And it was like I'd go to bed every night, and, and I would say, hey, I'll see you in the morning. And he knew, he knew where I was going to be. And it was, it was like, an appointment I didn't want to miss. Now, I mentioned earlier, you know, we got into summer and travel and camp and and I just, my whole routine got thrown off. Everything, exercise, reading, reading scripture. And I can pinpoint, okay? I can go back and it is clear, it's unmistakable that that season, the summer... June and July, where I was not consistently having that morning routine and having that morning time in Scripture, the effect it had on my mental health, um, I mean, just some, some serious mental health things popped up, and I, I don't think that's any coincidence. 
because I was I was drawing strength from the word every single morning. I was drawing inspiration from the word every morning. I was sensing the presence of the Lord every morning. Now you listen, you may be you may be a night person. I'm just saying within the 24 hours in a day, you should be able to carve out 15 minutes to read scripture. I mean, you could do that in your in your bathroom time. But when I wasn't doing that this year, I could tell a dramatic difference in my attitude, in my my mental health, in all of that. So it 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 absolutely reading scripture benefited my mental health because when you're reading scripture. You're reminded you're not alone. You're reminded that you're not the first person to face tough times. And when you're reading scripture and you see what some of those people faced, it puts your whole life in perspective. And you realize, man, I'm not alone. I don't have it that bad. And God never leaves us. He's with us. He's with us in the ups. He's with us in the downs. He's with us through it all. And when you make the effort, you know, God's, you know, the Bible says that God's word does not return void. I've heard that phrase used a lot with preaching, but I think it's when you take the time to read scripture every day, you are planting seeds. And there has been time after time this year where something I read comes back, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month, but it comes to mind at just the right moment. There's been so many times this year where somebody came to me or somebody called me or texted me and they were going through a tough time and they they did not need a word from me. They needed a word from the Lord. And, and I could list multiple times where what I had read in scripture just that morning that was fresh on my mind was pertinent and proper and perfect for their situation. And I was able to say, you know, I was reading the scriptures this morning and it said this, man, I just want to give this to you. I mean, time after time after time. I also felt like uh as I'm reading through the scriptures this year, I, you know, it got me really antsy. You know, I'm, I'm not a senior pastor anymore. I'm an assistant pastor. I, I do get to preach several times a year, and I'm very blessed for that. But it gave me a hunger to, like, be a better preacher. It gave me a hunger for, like, man, there, there is so much written richness and depth in the scriptures and too many times we just scratched the surface as pastors I did my best I heard I read an article I heard someone talk I can't remember which one and they talked about the low percentage of scripture or lo, the low percentage of sermons that are, that are out of the Old Testament and I went to the extreme and I think the next year I preached out of the Old Testament like 75% of the time and just really tried to dig deep into some some Old Testament passages. 
I think sometimes in the church we've used scripture and, and we we've preached in a way that it's just a band-aid that the sermon makes you feel good and we sprinkle in a couple of scriptures and okay yeah I feel better and I feel like man it, it's so much more than that it is the well of living water I mean it is it is so deep and so rich and it's just scratch the surface of it is is a tragedy and there were definitely times when I would be reading something and I, I would have to go back and read it again I'd be like whoa, whoa I think I missed something let me let me read this again so I would encourage you again I've got, I'm going to put the link to our reading plan uh, so you'll need to um, you'll get the link it'll say you'll have to have um, a version account a Bible app account which you can get on your phone um, but you click on that link and then it'll, it'll say accept the invitation down at the bottom and we'll be able to see who's, who's coming alongside with us uh, reading through the Bible uh, next year uh, again, I'm going to be doing that plan. So one thing I'm doing this year is I'm not going to read uh, like those books of the Bible. Are in, are, they have like book one, book two, book three, book four. And I'm going to jumble them up. And I'm going to read like book two, then book one, then book four, then book three. I'm going to read them completely out of order. I mean, I'm going to read them out of order just to see. Uh, just to see how God speaks to me. Just to... I also want... I also want my Bible app reading to, I want them, I, you know, I want them to kind of uh, not be the same. Like, I don't want to read, not that there's anything bad or wrong with it, but like, I don't want to read Genesis in two different translations in the same day. Like, so, so I'm going to be, so it's going to be, it's going to be different, but I'm super, oh man, I'm super excited uh, for, for this. So it is. It's enriched my life. It, I believe it's made me a better person. Um, you know, one of my big things this year was all about personal growth. I think at the end of the day, all personal growth. It, if personal growth is going to matter, it's got to lead to you growing in the fruit of the spirit. That's the real test of it. And. All three of these practices that I'm talking about, reading scripture, the gratitude post, uh, and reading, both, they, they all three helped me develop and grow in fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I really feel like in, in each of those areas, I grew this year. And you might say, well, Heath, did you grow as a leader? Well... I was a more kind leader. Uh, I, so I, do, do I think I'm a, I'm a better leader? Yeah, absolutely. If you grow in all those areas, if you grow in the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to be a better husband. You're going to be a better wife. You're going to be a better father. You're going to be a better mother. You're going to be a better leader. You're going to be a better employee. You're going to be better everything. And people are going to notice it. 
and it's going to be a light, and it's going to be a witness to everybody around you. Now I know what you're thinking. You know what, Heath, I just can't be consistent. I just, you know, never. Listen, if that if that's your mindset going into, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna fail. But listen, um, uh, I, like I said, I missed a couple of months reading. I didn't, uh, but I didn't quit. But eventually, I did wake up one morning and like, okay, I gotta I gotta pick this back up. I, I gotta I gotta get back into uh, I gotta get back into this reading I gotta get back into this pattern and I did and I was able to uh, I was able to finish and listen you could probably read less pages you could probably read eight pages you could probably read you know nine pages uh, and still finish in a year again it's not a big time constraint. Um, but it'll, it'll change your life. It'll impact your life. And don't get discouraged. You know, our pastor mentioned Sunday how you know he's tried to do reading plans and he would get discouraged. Man, don't get discouraged. Let's say, you know, let's say you, you start that first day and, and maybe maybe you miss day seven. Man, just pick back up. Just don't don't be discouraged. Man, you're reading the scriptures. That's encouraging. There's no like God's not. God's not sitting up in heaven with a sniper rifle looking at you, waiting on you to miss a day of your devotions. That's not how he operates. He He's a loving father. He's just wanting to spend time with you. I mean, he's just waiting for you to say, hey, you name the time and the place, and I will be there, and I will open your eyes, and I will open your mind, and I will open your heart to my word. And, you know, there's so many people that are like, well, God never speaks to me. Well, have you ever sat down and read his word and let him speak to you? So I say all that to say, God spoke to me just about every day this year. He spoke to me through his word. And that, that's life changing. And that makes all the difference in the world. And I'm not the same person I was 12 months ago. I'm a totally different person. I feel like I'm full, more filled with love, more filled with the Holy Spirit, more filled with the understanding of God's purpose for my life and what's possible. So I love each and every one of you. I pray that God would bless you. It's, it's Christmas week. I pray you have a Merry Christmas. I pray you have a, have a Happy New Year. And I pray that in the coming year, that God would speak to you in a very clear way. That you would totally, you would understand your purpose. You know, one of those, one of those steps, your best year ever is you got to define your why. You got to figure out your why. And that only comes from having that deep, intimate conversation with the Lord and, and, and him revealing his purpose for you. We're all created in Christ Jesus to do good works. He's prepared for us in advance. That's Ephesians 2.10. What are the good works God has for you in 2022? I would love to hear about them. I would love to hear about God, what God's doing in your life. If you read through the Bible in 2021, I would love to hear how it affected you. You can comment on this post wherever you're seeing it. You can email me at heath.mullican at gmail.com. And uh, again, like I would love to hear from you. We want to build this community uh, Heath Mulligan Project, like the Facebook page, join the Facebook group, and uh, 
tomorrow or in the coming days, you're going to hear about my gratitude post and you're going to be challenged to join and be a part of the gratitude project in 2022. So God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Heath Mulliken Project, where we want to help you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. This goal-setting series is brought to you by the pros at Second Chair Solutions. Whether it's coaching services, consulting, or outsourcing, Second Chair provides solutions to problems big or small. Visit us at www.secondchair.solutions. We'll see you soon.